Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to episode number three. Number three of All In Entrepreneurs, All In Podcast. I'm Carlos Reyes. I am a serial entrepreneur out of Phoenix, Arizona. My name is Sal. Super excited by the third one. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm Carlos's business partner in a couple of ventures, and as well, Alex's business partner in a few ventures as well. And uh, we're super, super excited for, excited for this podcast again. Guys, and my name is Alex Sines. I'm a 22-year-old real estate entrepreneur. Started at the age of 18 and uh, have built more than a few businesses over the last four years. And, you know, I'm excited to really uh, get into this topic today. For so, sure. Yeah, so today's topic, guys, is how to achieve financial freedom through real estate. And it's a question we've been asked many, many times. And we're finally excited and uh, and eager to just share how we did it and how you can do it as well. So with so, that said. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy? In the eighth grade, I had this uh, I had this project that I was working on. It was like, you know, in eighth grade, you're trying to choose your career, right? Let me yeah. put this up a little bit, right? So, you're, you know, your teacher's like, okay, okay, students, write down what you want to be when you grow up, right? I remember I wanted to be uh, in the Navy. That was one of the options. I wanted to be a lawyer, I wanted to be a cop, or I wanted to be a real estate investor, literally. And I still, I still have that, um, that I still have that paper. It's in my garage, um, and I had that. I remember that I had that, literally in my living room, on a on a plaque, until I was around nineteen years old. I had that in my living room until I was nineteen, and I would always look at. It. I was always like. You know, I wanted to wow. be in the Navy since I was like 11, 12 years old in the Navy. That was obviously the priority. That, yeah, the Navy was like, I'm like, I want to be in the Navy. I want to be in the Navy. I want to travel the world, right? Yeah. I want to travel the world. And if you think about it, by the way, um, out of those four uh, those four careers, they're all, they all surround themselves around what? Servanthood. Mm -hmm. Navy, cop, lawyer, investor, right? We, we, we serve in some way. They, they, all, they all each respectively serve in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. I thank God that, you know, rather it was a little later than sooner, unfortunately, because, you know, God's timing is God's timing, right? Mm -hmm. So I thank God that I ended up choosing or th that real estate ended up being the path that I took. Um, I feel like you can impact more people, yeah. right, on a, on a, scale, on a wider scale. Um, and, uh, you know, thankfully, financially, it's, it's the highest paying one out of all of them, out of lawyer, Navy, and cop. So. Um, I'm really excited about this subject, you know, financial freedom through real estate. Um, why? Because all of our lives has dramatically changed, right? Absolutely. I mean, it has changed. It has changed. You're talking from, you know, 180 degrees completely. And let's talk about a little bit of that. You want, you want to, you want to start how your life has changed? Um, how real estate has changed your life? Absolutely. Um, so it's ironic that, you know, real. I feel like real estate chose you, right? When you're saying you chose real For estate, sure. but I feel like real estate almost chose you. It was like inevitable to happen. And then boom, you're there. Um, for myself, um, when I was 18 or something years old and I had a little bit saved, I bought that condo, which I talked about in the, the previous the fire, episode. The, yeah. the Firebird one. So, and, you know, the reason is because it always sounded so appealing. Real estate just is so appealing because, you know, the richest people are, are own real estate. That, you know, if you're renting from someone, when you pay the landlord, the landlord is like this this figure that, you know, you pay the money to. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm sure some people can relate to that, right? You either, you either pay them or hide from them. In exactly. my case. <laughs> yeah, you're hiding from them. There you go. I'm I thank out, God I didn't know. have to hide. I'm he's here. <laughs> he's here. He's Lock here. the doors. Hide. 
Turn off the lights. So, uh, and I understood that real estate was like a hot commodity, even though I was in business in, in the car industry, if you know, you know, a little bit of my background, I come from the car industry and, and other industries, but the car industry was my bread and butter. And real estate is very, very close to that. Um, really? Oh, absolutely. And, and what, uh, in what ways as far as? The similarities between the two businesses, The right? similarity because, well, at, at least in the, in the model that I started with, the model I started with is buying cars, fixing them up, and selling them at the, at the auction. So pretty much wholesaling the cars. So, so you, wholesaling. Were buying, you were buying low, fixing them, Sell them higher. and selling them higher for a profit. And not, not retailing them at this point. But just, not always fixing them, huh? Sometimes not always. Like cleaning buy them. Buy low, just sell high? Make them appealing. Yeah, yeah. sometimes okay. you don't even have to do a thing. Just move from one place to another, from one auction to another. Is, uh, okay. And in and, and this industry, it was so appealing to me because it was so similar, right? We buy a house, we fix it, and we flip it. Or we buy a house in the wholesale sense. That the reason is wholesale where it became successful at, I believe, because we we've wholesaled cars before, and I I applied that to that same model. And then guess what happens? Now you're getting applying the same mistakes that you've done before mm -hmm. into this, and therefore wholesaling was alive for us, yeah. right? Do you remember when we first wholesaled? It was like, oh my God, this is this is easy. We're right. spoiled with real estate. The concept was easy, right? Yeah. The concept yeah. is easy. I mean, in every business, it, you can think it's easy or, or hard, but um, at the end of the day, it's any. If you have competition, it's going to be harder in any business. If any business that makes money, other mass is going to come toward it, and whoops, other mass is going to come toward it, and then guess what? It's going to become harder. So now you have to be innovative. I can't think of a business uh, that doesn't have. Or at least a really good business that doesn't have competition. Yeah, legal or illegal, people, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I feel like where there's competition, there's opportunity. For sure. Right. And we can get into, oh, there's no competition but you, but there's there's still other business owners, you For know. Sure. Like, you know. Well, you started other businesses before this, myself did, yourself as well, I believe. Yeah, uh, very shoes, just flip sho Flipping shoes. shoes. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> the reason why we're talking about real estate, because this is the, this is the business that changed our life like for right sure. here oh, yeah. and i i can speak for myself and you too because i know you guys are close to me and i know what changed in your life yeah there, i mean there's i mean yeah for sure real estate changed my life i i don't see a scenario of where i could have been without real estate like i don't know what i would have done and it's funny that you mentioned the navy because at 18 years old you when real estate was not working for me i was one signature away from going to to the navy we were they would have had two Two, two great seamen, right? <laughs> they would have two great seamen. Yeah. And um, we would have probably like owned the boat or something. Right? <laughs> well, uh, Michael, I, I want to be a Navy SEAL. And I Same. mean, this was this was 60 pounds ago, but yeah, you know, Same. you know how that goes. But yeah, and, and God just, I just kept with real estate and real estate just changed my life. So um, aside from like the wholesaling concept, which we'll go into later on here in the episode, like, like Los, like Carlos, like what? What did it do, like, versus, like, because you worked in 9 to 5 corporate America for oh 12, 13 years? Yeah, yeah. So, like, how did, like, what kind of impact did real estate so make for let, you? So, let's like, get into that, man. Let's, because this is very important for people to actually know, because 90-something percent of people out there, you know, they have a 9 to 5 job. Yeah. Right? Um, you've had a 9 to 5 job. You've had a nine to five job. I've had a nine to five job longer mm -hmm. than both of you guys have had, right? Absolutely. Combined. Yeah. And <laughs> people need to know that, at least in my case, even though I was making decent money, you know, it was like seventy thousand a year, um, which in Arizona seems to be it's it's not a bad, you know, it's not. It's and not, that was like four years it's ago. Like, yeah, still. yeah, exactly, right. And that was four years ago, seventy seventy k a year, whatever. 
and I was making that for quite some time. Um, you can don't get me wrong. You can gain some things from it. I I, I cannot discredit corporate America for, you know, did I gain vehicles through it? Did I gain uh, a home for my family? You know, did I gain some credit that, you know, you can gain you things some from vacations. It. You can well. have, you can have someone, you can have some, right. But I'll be honest with you. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it felt like I was just surviving. So why, so why do you say like, why, why did it feel like you were surviving? I'll tell you what. You read my mind. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> I used to have I used to have to sometimes for like three to six months file exempt so I can get the gross earnings of what I made, especially on like bonus on, on like bonus weekend, you know, like or whenever like a month was coming up where I was going to get a bonus from corporate. And America. you're just before we, you're talking about taxes so you can actually exempt get on taxes so I can so I can so I can make, have enough money to. On your paycheck. To, to push myself and my family a little forward, mm -hmm. right? To put a down payment on a car, to put a down to put a down payment on a vacation. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even at like 70K a year, like you still, I still felt did not like have, you're scraping. I did not have financial freedom at $70,000 a year. And you didn't live like extravagant life. I didn't. From what I remember, you, I it had, was a pretty simple I can life. tell you this. Um, when I had a nine to five job, I had a mortgage payment of twelve hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had a uh, I had a Nissan two thousand six Nissan Rogue that I used to do the bandit signs out of. I mean, seen that picture. Yeah. Everybody has seen the pictures. Yeah. We probably paid like two hundred dollars a month for that baby, right? Well, and you had the six series BMW. Well, before uh, before I had the six series, though, what did I have before? I had oh the Infiniti G thirty five. That piece so crap. That was pretty that messed was, up. Man, back <laughs> in the day, though, that that was a car. Bro, it was I, faded. <laughs> in this case, it was super faded. And that car was only running me about three fifty a month. So yeah. if you calculate some of the bills, right, mm -hmm. um, that's like two grand a month already. Mm -hmm. Two grand a month. And if you're making seventy k a month, what oh, is a, that? A year, what, a, year. A, a year. What is that per month? Giant. You caught Anybody me off guard. Like six k, five, five k. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then you take away taxes. Then you take away four hundred one k. Then you take away insurance. What am I netting a month now? Now I'm netting like two k, maybe. Uh, well, that's I'm probably netting. No, not, I wouldn't say two k, but I think it's probably like three that's to, by three to four. Yeah. yeah, three to four thousand that I'm probably netting uh, a month. So you know, you're not even considering cell phone bills, unexpected things that come Commute. up. Right, gas, gas food, you know, yeah. clothing, right? So that's what I mean by I was just surviving. I was living literally paycheck to paycheck. Well, in the United States, I mean, surprise, <laughs> let's spoil it. In the United States, the system is actually built to actually make you survive month to month, bill to bill, and or paycheck to paycheck. And I can, I can say this because where we come from, from Iraq, which I'm a Catholic from Iraq, which is if you watch the other episode, you'll know. And... I, we came in here with this mindset of you come in here, it's a land of opportunity, obviously it is, and like everything is rainbows and butterflies, but we didn't know that this is like... like very it's, expensive? It's, 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 well, it's expensive, but we didn't know like people actually like, it's okay, the, like the mindset, it's okay to live month to month because where we come from, when you want to buy a house, you have to buy a cash. Yeah. You yeah. want a car, you buy a cash. Same thing in Mexico. Yeah, we don't, no have, credit, yeah. we don't have like payment plans. Yeah. There's no such a thing. So the hard programming debt, was not... Yeah. Debt is slavery. Yeah, but in, in there's, this country, there's some, there's some, there's some good debt. Though. Well, see, no, no, there if is. you're, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. For yeah, sure. I feel like if we if we educate our our uh, our youth about debt and about credit card about there's, everything, there's good debt which and there's is, bad, right, debt. which is asset debt, right? And mm -hmm. then there's liabilities debt. Absolutely. Right? So, I mean, would I ever purchase a house cash now? 
No. Would I ever purchase a vehicle cash? Never. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because you're smart with your with your I want to leverage other people's money. But see, a lot of people, and I'm gonna give an example here, and sorry to derail from this. And so I I know people and I close to me that they think if they get a let's say even a twenty dollar payment or fifteen dollar payment on a cre- on a credit card. That's all they're making. And and you know, and I've I I've known like even since high school and they're like they're like, Oh, I just got this credit card and they're in high school, like, oh, I just maxed out this credit card and I'm not paying anything. And the payment comes in and they think that, oh, I'll pay it when I can later. But people, I'll, just, I'll just do yeah. my little minimum. And even, yeah. even if it's a $10 payment, right? That $10 that shows that reported because the minimum payment will show on the credit bureau that it's reported and it turns green. So it's good. But people fail to understand that if you fail to pay it for one month, the second month, the third month, fourth, these things actually hurt your credit. Oh, God, it's not when severely. you want to pay it. Yeah. And so unfortunately, payments, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, people, and I, you can ask, I don't know, put 10 people, random people and asked all of them and find out how many how many of those 10 people know this exactly. You see, and this is what, even though we're completely off subject, but yes. this is really good, this is really good content. Yeah. This is what school doesn't teach you. Yeah, it doesn't. They don't teach you that you want to keep, you know, maybe 30% uh, 30% debt, you know, under the uh, available credit, you yeah. know what I mean? The available credit, you know, they don't teach you that it's not okay to make that minimum payment and run a high balance because that's negatively reporting every single month. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. So they don't teach you all these things, so they don't set you up well, for success. Well, that's why I said it's the system itself has has us programmed to be in this in this scenario where we're, we're constantly in debt so if you're okay from a, at a young age being in debt and it's normal programming it's a part of the program and guess what's going to happen yeah. later so it is going to be harder to be utilizing the credit for your favor because you're not used to that so and I, i'm assuming it's either one of two things it's either someone's going to teach you how to do it or the second one is life is going to smack you in the back of the head and you're like, oh, and you crap. And you learn the hard way. What did I do? And now you learned. And yeah, yeah. Credit, credit is everything. You know, I, I, it's funny that you say that as a, as a kid, like I didn't know how important it was, but deep down I knew it was important. So I always took care of my credit. And over the years, like it's allowed me to leverage and allowed me to have two six-figure you know, cars just because of that credit and allowed me to now I'm like refinancing a few rental properties that I have Mm -hmm. and this year I'm looking to buy an apartment complex based on my credit so like I guess the reason why we're trying to inform like okay like you guys need to be informed on credit or kind of just bring the subject up is because in real estate it is necessary I mean it's not vital it's not vital for for the for this subject of the episode so we don't get people confused you can start with no credit uh, start zero to no money. Zero yeah. to no money and no credit. But we're talking about the long run, right? You, you're gonna look for the long yeah. haul and what you can what you can uh, accomplish. Well, there, there's no point of there's no point of you know. Let's just say that you're succeeding in real estate and you're making you're making money, and you don't have any credit. Like then you're gonna have to buy everything cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't leverage as much. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have to buy everything cash. So why not take care of both sides? Absolutely. Right? So so let, let's go, get let's going back. Yeah, yeah, I have a question for you. So going back to seventy k a year. Living paycheck in, to paycheck. Living paycheck to paycheck, surviving. Surviving. You know, what how did you break through that? So let me let me say this. You know, I I worked since I was like sixteen years old. Like I, I literally worked, you know, over a decade for the same company. You know that. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this, they gave me four week vacation every single month. I mean every single year. And I cashed it out every single time. I never took my four-week vacation. Why is that? Why mentally? Why didn't? Why? 
Why didn't she? Well, first and foremost, I got a disgusting, like, sick work ethic. You know what I mean? I got a sick Obsessive work. Ethic. I got I'm obs- I got a, a crazy, disgusting work ethic. To be honest with you, so I, you know, to me, it's like what. I'm not gonna work for four weeks. Like, what? What am I gonna do? Like, I'm gonna spend money while I can what, be making yeah, money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna cash it out and, you know, get ahead and actually, you know, buy a couple things that maybe we may need. Buy some furniture. Take a, a take a weekend vacation. Oh, let's go to you know San, San Diego. Diego yeah. You know, right? Let's go to Rocky Point. Like these little tiny trips, right? Instead of like now because of the freedom that we have, the financial freedom to real estate. Let's go to Hawaii, right? Where do you want to go? You want to go to Maya Riviera? I mean, just point it on the calendar and we can go, right? Yeah. So obviously there's a huge difference. But um, you said what made me change my uh, – what shifted my path maybe? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're like, like for somebody in a nine-to-five kind of – Yes. Even if they're making 100K a year, sometimes like th- so they still feel like it's I'll paycheck be, to paycheck. I'll be honest with you. And, and I, was talking to, uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday and he was really – he was really uh, – oh, yes. Excuse me. My neighbor Jack. His name is Jack. Uh, all my Jack. neighbor, all my neighbors are white. I'm the only Mexican in the neighborhood now. Gated community, thank God. So, <laughs> I was talking to Jack. He works for American Express. He's like a big honcho for American mm-hmm. Express. Tell him to raise my limits. And he's like, you know what he did? What did he do? He goes, Carlos. He's like, uh, I took my, my. So his wife was pregnant. I took the paternity leave. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. He's like. I went on paternity leave. He's like, I am milking them, right? So he took like a four-month or six-month <laughs> paternity <laughs> leave from his corporate America job. And you know what he told me that we both agreed on? By the way, I have a, a little bit of an allergy, so excuse. Uh, you you were sounding a little. I, right? I, I yeah. have it too. So Yeah, don't bring that on me. <laughs> so it's just allergies, bro. Okay. <clears throat> so he goes. So neighbor he, Jack. Yeah, he goes, I'll be honest with you, Carlos. He goes. I've been working all my life, and you know what I've come I've come to realization. I said, "What's that, Jack?" And I already knew what he was going to say. He's like, "Man, if I if I die today, they would replace me tomorrow. I'm just a number," he says. Damn. This man is like over fifty something years old. Has been working at the same job for you know twenty plus years, really high up in the food chain, right? And he literally said that to me. And he's still. And that is yeah. why. That is why you should try to do everything that you absolutely can before it's too late. Before before you're at 50 or 60 years yeah. old, right? If you're in your 20s, oh, my God, right? In your case, you were 18. You have so much room, so much room for failure, so much room for beta testing, right? So much room for trial and error. That's right, yeah. Early, late teens, early 20s, mid-20s. 20s are like your trial error. Like, nobody's going to judge you. You know, you're not, you're not the 40, 50-year-old guy who's like, oh, look at that guy. There he goes again. He's trying another business venture, you know? You're, oh, he's on the street. You know, his family's suffering for it. You have no real responsibilities when you're, you know, in your late teens or early 20s, or at least, you know, substantial responsibility to where you can't go out and try something that you've always wanted to That's do right. with your life. Because you know what? There's an old saying. Um, I was reading this this little uh, article uh, this nurse was saying, yeah. uh, right? And everybody knows this article, that this, this nurse has been in nursing for like 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. And she says... Every time that I talk to someone that is on their deathbed, I ask them, hey, so, you know, uh, can you give me some advice, you know, about life and this and that? Do you have any regrets, you know, about anything that you did? Mm-hmm. And then that's that person says, he's like, no, I have more regrets about the things that I should have done, mm-hmm. about the things that I should have done, and I never had the courage to actually go out and do it. 
Mom. That is what they say 90% of the time. What would you say, man, that's, that's some good, it's good, crazy, good right? stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to a 40, 40, 50 year old? You know what? So there's so many cases out there. Um, uh, Colonel Sanders, right? The guy didn't get his big break from yeah. uh, Kentucky Fried Chickens. He was like 70. I feel so bad, right? He like got his big break and then died, right? So and that's why it, it's never too late to start, right? It's never too late to start. I remember there was this one swimmer, and I, I cannot remember her specific name. I mean, this lady was like 60 or 70. She broke the record, like, swimming from, like, Cuba to, to Miami or something. It was insane, right? Wow. It was a dream of hers. Wow. It was crazy, right? Uh-huh. So that's my advice to them. Um, I'll tell you what I did, and I know that it can work. And he, he was a witness to this whole thing. Uh, trying to get me to leave my 9 to 5 was like pulling teeth. Right, Sal? <laughs> I remember him First and Jalen yes. and even yourself was like, hey, man, you got to leave your 9 to 5. Why? Because I did this. I was making the transition for one year. For one year, I made that transition. But you were like testing the waters, right? You're just being... No, 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 no. Well, I'll, you, I'll, you I'll tell you in? what it was. I'll tell you what it was. Yeah. Bad programming. Yeah. Bad programming. Okay. I did not like. I was afraid to take to just of the unknown to, to get out of the security blanket that we all have with the nine to five. But there is a. Uh, it's not a security blanket. It's not. We, it's a facade. It's actually that worse. We have it's a facade. It's so, a. It's a self-made placebo. It is, but I want to point something that you said, and you 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 kind of highlighted it over it, but you didn't explain why. And I've seen this in so many scenarios. So when you said you were taking every penny that you can get, and yes. you were working in you were working um, those um, uh, what, uh, paid vacations, right? For sure. So, did you know why that happened? Why what? Why why you were doing that? Why you were actually working and spending that money? I needed. Well, why was I spending the money? Well, I used to spend the money as quick as it would come. Okay. Did you know? I mean, and you know where I'm going with this. Reading the book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind? Okay. Yeah. So you're actually, your thermostat, your income thermostat, your financial thermostat, and I've seen this firsthand in the car industry, and I keep referring back to car industry because I've seen that firsthand. Like, I, was, I would pull credit application. I would take, uh, I would, people would come and buy a car. It was like sand in my pockets. Exactly. So before mom, you even get the money. My mom me, still does it to this day. Let me let me I say something. It. Let me Bad say something. Um, my first year in real estate, even though um, I want to say I, uh, it, it all fell through my hands, but that programming does hurt you even if you make six figures a year. It, like You can have I, zero I think, at the oh, end of the year. You can, yeah. After mm-hmm. taxes and all your crazy ventures. And, and without knowing, it's subconscious, yeah. right? So what you do is you actually spend that money. So let's say you're getting that money a week from now. You literally... Oh, the, it was already spent. The minute you yeah. heard about that money coming or you yeah. know that's coming, it's already spent subconsciously. You're like, I'm going to go buy me that car or I'm going to buy me this. And once you... or well, I, I've had people come to came to the dealership and said, I'm getting the money on this day, yeah. save this car for me, yep. and I'm gonna come and buy that car. Wow. So they would literally buy, spend that money before they even get it. So, you know, I can tell you this from being a broke person, I was broke most of my life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, what do broke people think of all day? Money. Money, mm-hmm. right? We all think of what we don't have. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think of money I, I don't, I, at all. I don't think of money at all. You know, I, it's like, it's crazy. I leave money. I leave, you know, not to say anything, but I leave like hundreds and hundreds oh, sometimes no. in my in my jeans and I wash them. Oh, look, I got you know. This, I've seen it. Right? Yeah. Exactly, right? Because to me, money is not like, it's not significant like that anymore. But I remember when it was. You know what's crazy? I, I And I sent you guys videos <laughs> of this. I purposely leave like $100 bills like in my closet, in the kitchen, in my drawers, oh, in the that's cars. Good, thank you. 
And, oh, thanks for taking my drink. But I purposely leave $100 bills all around my my penthouse. Yes. And the reason I do is because I'm not a servant. Of, money does not control me. To me, it's just it's, yeah. it's nothing. I see it the it's same irrelevant. way. I see it the same way. It's, it's it, a, same it becomes way. a tool for something better rather than... You you don't become its tool. You use it as a tool. Yeah. And a lot of people use the money where it, it make they become their their slave. It's slave and yes. I was I have been a slave to money. Well, mo- majority of people are because, and like you just said, if you the mo- the most thing if you can't have something you want, you it. want it. And the fact that you don't even have it, not just you can't yeah. have it, you now you want it even more. So, I think this is this is something that you can't blame people, but you can educate them about it, right? Just like how you were spending the money before you get it, because you're a program in a way. What would where- you have done different then? Okay, so say you're making five six k a month, you take care of your bills, you have the extra money. Like what what were you doing then that you would have done differently with what you know now? Does that make sense? So I would have started uh, uh, sooner. You know my my entrepreneurship. Like I always was an entrepreneur, even when I met Sal. Like I was always trying to do things on the side, right? And I got really close. Like, I got really, really close. I started making merchandise for this, the, literally, the Mexican Justin Bieber. His name is Luis Coronel. I know, yeah. You know him? I started, it was my idea to make merchandise for that guy. If you if you Google this guy, Luis Coronel. He's huge. Yeah. This guy, 100 million followers probably. Like, I started his merchandise. And then his company, you know, they were like, oh, thanks for the idea. Why? <laughs> I wasn't a businessman. Right, I didn't put it on paper and said, "Hey, I'm gonna get 20% of all merchandise sold." You know, I was shipping to Philly, I was shipping to uh, New York, I was shipping to Oklahoma. So you weren't just the idea, was, man. You I, were the guy that did all of everything. I was very, very close. I was this close. Imagine 20% of like hundreds of millions of dollars of merchandise, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It'd be insane. So I was really close to cracking, you know, cracking through, breaking through. Um, what I would do different is first and foremost. I would have started reading and educating myself, like truly mm. educating myself. And I'm not talking about, you know, scholastically or like, you know, college. I'm talking about educating myself wealth, like and, in wealth, how to build wealth, how to any, retain wealth. Any specific books that you recommend? Secrets of the Millionaire Mind is what changed my programming. Why? Because you got to see your money now, like every single dollar bill that you have, you got to see it as a, as a little soldier working for you, right? And you got to send that little soldier, right, to different places. Yeah, and you got to say, hey, Go get me more little soldiers, right? Go over there, go, go re- do some recruiting for me. Bring it back, bring it back. And that's what I wasn't doing. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't doing that at all. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at money that way. I was looking at money as a consumer. I was like, oh, look, you know, I have $1,000. Oh, I'm going to go get, you know, I'm going to go get a couch. I'm going to go get some clothes. Mm-hmm. Boom, gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, oh, look, I have $1,000. What, what can I invest this money into, you see? And, and, I, think, <laughs> and I think the urge to not spend, like, because I'm with you, like, when I, I worked from 16 to 18. I worked like four, nine to five jobs. And every time I would get a check, it'd be gone. But I think the hardest thing is the urge to not spend and to be patient and wait for that opportunity. And, and just because how much is how much does a book cost? Uh, it depends. Uh, Amazon, eight, eight dollars, like eight, nine bucks, eight dollars. Right. Yeah. Everybody has eight dollars. If like if you don't have eight dollars, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So like I, I agree. Like the first uh, book that I would read if I had to do it all over again would Secret be Secrets of the Millionaire, of the Millionaire Mind. Mind by T. Harv Ecker. T. Harv and invest eight dollars and invest the time to actually read it. Don't spend exactly, and not just not just read invest, it. Invest, not spend. Invest, yeah, invest eight dollars and then invest in the time to read it, and not just read it once, but read it multiple times. Like, how bad do you want to change the programming? I feel like the more you become familiar with the teachings in the book, the faster 
that you can start to rewire they, yourself. They say, they say don't read 10 books once, read one book, book 10, 10 times. times. Yeah. I've read that book twice and I plan on reading it again. Um, that book is, is life changing. I remember like my, you know, my lens, right? The way I look at the world, I remember it completely, completely changed. Like yeah. my programming changed in every single way. So I definitely recommend, uh, you know, T. Harv Eker. Okay, so, so, so I, I want to ask you, actually, we, we skipped that. Why real estate for you? I don't think we finished with Carlos. Can I, I, I'm just, can because, I give a brief summary of how it changed my life? Yes. Yeah, and, and then, then we'll, we'll go into right that, yeah. There. So the way that real estate changed my life, uh, first and foremost, you know, it gave me financial freedom. Um, I feel like you're always going to have stress in your life. Everybody has some kind of stress, right? My stress, what, or, oh, sorry, when you're broke and you don't have the money, what's the stress? Money, money. It's money, mm-hmm. right? Bills, money. Money, yeah. bills, money. Oh, you know, uh, when you know, if, if you have kids and your kid turns 15, 16 years old, they're like, "Daddy, you know, can can you get me a vehicle?" You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a principal's award, you know, A student, and uh, I I work on the weekends or whatever. Like, you know, I play football. Can I have a vehicle? Does that does a kid deserve a vehicle? Yeah, he does. Do you have the means to buy your kid a vehicle? I remember, you know, when my daughter was born in 2012. If you actually, you know, if you actually put two and two together. That's when everything started changing for me because I didn't want to be that guy that had to say no, that could not afford things for, you know, for what my daughter needed. Right. So how has real estate changed my life? My life has taken a complete, complete 180. Right. Uh, And I'm not just talking about financially. You know, do I do I I no longer have a 2006 Nissan Rogue. Right. (laughs) Or, you know, even a a 2000, whatever that was, uh, or G35. (laughs) Right. You know, I, I thank God that, you know. Uh, I've been able to leverage other people's money and, and, and credit. And, you know, I uh, got a Rolls Royce. We bought a Prius cash. You know, that's, that's the first time I ever buy a car that I use cash, by the way. We bought a, we bought a, a, a company. We bought two, two brand new company Priuses. They're amazing. Similar, I like, same color. Same. Yeah, they're amazing. I love Priuses. You drove a Prius. You I, look, uh, you've I, been I, in my yeah. Prius. It's, it's, you them, should man. add another gray one to the, to the game. It's sexy. I have a lot of cars. So, right. so right? So, um most importantly, forget what it's done for me, right? What it, what it, what has it done for my family? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been able to. The first thing that I ever did when I started making money in real estate, right, is I went and bought a house. Remember, you remember, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We, it, that's the only thing we had going on was real estate, and I said, "Sal, I really like. I love this house, right?" And at first, I did nine months seller financing on that house, yeah. right? First nine first month, seller financing deal. I did a seller financing deal yeah. on my house yeah. for nine months. Right. Until I was able to build up enough, enough credit, enough, you know, tax returns or whatever you want to call it to put, you know, everything together. I was leveraging, you know, I was leveraging that person's mortgage. You know, most importantly, that was my primary reason is his mortgage payment was significantly. It was about twelve hundred dollars less than what I pay now. So I leveraged that for nine months. What's twelve hundred times nine? I'll stop asking you that because we don't even have a calculator. (laughs) But guess what? I was able to save money during those nine months. Absolutely. Went and bought all kinds of other things that, you know, I was able to save. So most importantly, that's what I was able to do. I was able to change the lives of not only myself, but most importantly, my family. Upgraded them into a beautiful 4,500 square foot estate. Um, I was able to, we've been able, Sal and I have been able to employ my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, you know, friends, uh, through our other businesses, more family is employed. Um, that's honestly the biggest impact that it's had on my life is, yes, financial freedom, but we've been able to help elevate and scale mm-hmm. everybody around us. Not and, issue. Yeah. and not only close family and friends, but people all across the country now through, through this. Yeah, yeah this is a, the, the brand, the movement. Yeah, um, I'll go after you. Actually, I uh, think you guys are 
I think it'll uh, business partners. All right. Hand off the mic. The best for last. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll give you that. You have a better haircut than me. Actually, you have better hair. Yeah, he's so I was like, why, why aren't you wearing the hat today? I'm like, I have nice hair. He's like, I um, can't say the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, obviously, you know, it hasn't always been about money uh, f- for me because it, my purpose came in here, like coming to the United States. You know, before before coming to the to to the land of the freedom. It's not what's financial freedom for me. It was actually freedom for my life, to, like to actually survive, right? Yeah. So, like my, not taking bullish, like bullish shots. Uh, yeah, every being single ki- day, almost kidnapped, being right yeah. at risk of kidnapped, bombs, etc. Exactly, yeah. and and I've seen every single scenario of that. I mean, a lot of people have it worse than me, but for me, when I came to the United States, that was my, that was that was the the thing that I was looking for. Like, okay, I'm at a safe haven. This is the freedom I'm looking for. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously, like I, nobody's gonna try to kill you here. No, exactly. For no no. Reason, but you know, I, oddly enough, within the first couple of months while we were staying in a in a nice apartment complex, my brother gets stabbed because someone tried to rob him, uh, rob him from his car. So you get stabbed a few times actually, like here and here. And my brother, the guy came up to my brother and asked him for the keys. And my brother told him to f himself because he didn't know how insurance works back home. We don't have insurance. My brother tried to punch him. Doesn't do much. The guy tried to cut him, steal the keys. Anyway, so my he could have killed him. Could have killed him. And you know. And that was in the, here in the U.S. That was in the really nice area called Awatuki in that's, Arizona. Oh, that's a that good is area. ironic. Very ironic. So anyway, yeah. th- that's besides the point. But for here, we came to a safe haven. But then soon enough, we I start realizing that financial uh, financial freedom is the ultimate freedom as well. You know, after that. There's one thing to have the ability to be free, and there's one thing to be free. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now that, that we're... we're kind of free uh, from being trying to be <laughs> shot at or anything. Yeah. So, uh, and the story from the other previous shows, you, you you know, you see what happens to my dad and the financial situation with my family. So now that itself shifted. Like now I need to provide because I've always wanted to be an engineer. That's my dream. A doctor or an engineer, but yeah. engineer was my thing. My family wanted me to be a doctor, but I've always been doing stuff like that, like engineering stuff and like toys and making them work and little cars. And... For me, like this, this whole real estate thing, like before that, every business that I did, it didn't really change my life as much as I wanted to. But with real estate, it truly has massively, it, massively. It, and, and very, very fast. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you think about it, some people work 30, 40 years to achieve some goal and um, and good. But then if, if I would really, really like dial in and find a way to to hack that time, because, you know, the learning curve. And the earning curve is the same thing, I would say. And if you can hack that, then you can achieve things while you're young so you don't regret it when you're at the deathbed, just, just like that uh, yeah, the, you nurse know, the nurse said. So I, I learned that the other business and any of the other ventures wasn't taking me to – to, to where I want to be It wasn't as fast. scaling you as fast as you would like as to. As fast, learn. exactly. Especially when, you know, when you come here, um, and I don't know if people can relate to this, when you first come to a, to a, to a country from, from a way different uh, atmosphere, you think that you don't really, like other people have advantage. Yeah. Like you instantly think like, oh my God, I have this many years that I, I'm here. I came here at this age. I'm, I've already wasted this many years. And I don't know. That's always a feeling well, that I had. in your case, you didn't even speak English when you got here. I didn't. But still, like I always felt like, okay, there was so much behind. Like I'm, I'm so behind because yeah. if I was born here, I, I would be knowing this much more. But, but yet you were so far ahead. Exactly because I think it's a, it's, it's a blessing in disguise because yeah. I don't want to go back to where I was. Well, right? so yeah. you can say that. You can say work ethic. Work ethic, absolutely. Yeah. But then what changed in my life, um, my family broke down. They were trying to sell the house. And, and my whole life I wanted to, um, I wanted to change my family's life for the better because they have seen 
so much. Yeah. They saw so much, and and I felt like they they deserve something well, better. You know, through real estate, I don't know if a lot of folks know this, but you were able to pay their mortgage. I yeah. mean, when I met your dad, right? When I met your yeah. dad, Kamal, big mm -hmm. Kamal, I absolutely have a lot of love for him. He's taught Thank me you. a lot of things. Uh, he's just, he's definitely a wise older man. Um, when I met your dad, I remember you know being at your house, and his only complaint in life was the mortgage. Remember? He's like, ah, oh, 15 year mortgage. I'm not doing 30. I'm going to try to pay as much as I can. I need to get rid of this <laughs> That's mortgage. That's the biggest weight on his back. That was four years ago. Like, I remember him clearly saying that. I, I, that always stood out to me, right? He's like, why? I'm like, why is he so worried about the mortgage? Like, right? I mean, see, programming. my programming, right? My program is like, it's just, you know, you just pay every it's month. Like, his yeah. program is He's absolutely like, I got to get rid of it, right? <laughs> He's never paid mortgage in his life. In his life. That. So he just, he was disgusted by having a mortgage payment. Or a car payment and or anything like that. you were that. able to pay their mortgage last, was it last year? Last year? It was. It was supposed to be a Christmas gift, but uh, they yeah. found out before that. Uh, I remember. Yeah. So, was, yeah. Real estate? Real estate has, yeah, that's, that's where I was going to get to. Real estate was able to make me achieve that. And my dad always said, like, once I pay off my mortgage, I'll be at peace, right? So and now there's obviously next goal for him. And I feel like that alone is, like, the biggest impact. How did, that um, how did so how, I never asked you this. This is the first time I'm asking. I don't know if you ever wanted to ask him this. How did you feel and how, does, how did he feel? And then how do you feel now? And how does he feel now? Um. I can't my, believe we never yeah, asked we never my, that. Feel, my oh, feeling we just paid the mortgage right <laughs> like nothing yeah, it's yeah, yeah. but it's a it really big thing hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars so yeah i, I was so actually how, traveling to to texas when that idea came i'm like i'm gonna do it right now because i wanted to do it but i didn't it wasn't there was there was no time or place i'm like alex i want to do it and he was sitting next to me in the airplane he was recording me do that's it. insane yeah just, oh you had your camera with i you, had right? my camera yeah. i don't know why i had my camera yeah. and uh <laughs> and we were going i couldn't make a payment on the phone and then like we're going to the uber and like stop to a bus fargo Change the routes from your from your Uber app. Oh, we had to walk like a mile yeah, to get yeah. there with, with our suitcases. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. We were doing that challenge to walk uh, walk for uh, oh, yeah. oh, thirty uh, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Spar? Spar. Spar. Yeah. yeah. So it was so surreal. I don't know. Like I I, I watched the video and he was he, you probably felt it more than anyone because you were right there. You were the only one there, right? And yeah, I think like from my lenses, it was like a dream come true. It was a dream come true, but it was almost like Sal was like in shock kind of like as far as like he was just doing it but i don't think at the moment he realized how big of a deal it was and maybe now i will i mean i'm gonna let him finish well, but at the time it's like it's like i'll give you an example like maybe you already like i feel like during the moment like you had already been planning that consciously Sub and subconsciously for yeah. a long time so when the moment came it was just like kind of nothing and i'll explain like when i got my first the r8 i got the car and, and of course i was excited grateful but like the fire wasn't like yeah. there, you know. Like it didn't hit it was, right there. And it didn't. Then, right? It didn't. It didn't hit me. Like when I got the car, it didn't hit me because I had already thought about it and visualized like you were years before. Car, yeah. I was already in the car since you yeah. saw his wife. Since car. yeah, since he yeah. let me drive the R8 when I, I was that. 18. Yeah. And you so. said, "I'm gonna get me one of those." I remember that day. Yeah, While driving, you held it. You're like, "I'm gonna get me one of those." And then the worst thing, like the the first time I drove a supercar, which was his R8 that he had a few years ago, we go to uh, Westgate. This. Uh, you went in the white. It's entertainment white center, yeah. yeah. And like I had a parallel park. Everybody's watching me. It was like it was. I was super nervous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, they're they're definitely head turners. So yeah. it, honestly, it was so surreal for me because I, you know, obviously sometimes it doesn't hit you. Like even before I go to sleep, like I went. To, I'm like, oh my god, this. I don't actually, think it hit you in the moment. This this, yeah. this happened. Like, 
And when they found out, my mom broke down. My dad had broke down before I go in there. My mom told me about it, and he just couldn't believe it. Did he it. kiss you? Did he hug you? Oh, yeah. I, there is a video out there, but not all of it, obviously, because, you know, I didn't want to show everything. But That would have uh, been amazing to see. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved to have seen Kamal emo emo emotionally, because, you know, he's... Absolutely. He's, he's a macho an, man. He's yeah. not an emotional guy. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it was... They, they, they're so, like... Like my, my parents are very humble, right? And they're like, no, we can't take this. Like, this is like, like you know, at that moment, I'm like, no, this is, I've been wanting to do this for so long. Like, yeah. you don't know what, like, what that means. This is, yeah, this is more of a favor to you than them. Yeah, like, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it feels so good. And just yeah. to see, and then my dad, I remember my dad talking on the phone that same day to someone with, like, one of his old friends. He's like, my son is here. He, he just paid off the mortgage. And, like, like so he, he was, was, he was so, so, like, he was so happy. Like, you can yeah. tell the happy, it's just pouring mm -hmm. out. And and my mom is, like, happy, but, like, she's like, I'm going to, we're going to have to pay you, son, somehow. This I'm like, Mom, this is, no, like, I, I want to make sure. I want to ask another question before we get to um, how, how real estate obviously has changed his life. Because I, I speak for my, I can speak for myself. How does your family? How does how do your friends like? How do they see you because of real estate? That's another thing that we've never mm -hmm. right. I know for a fact that people started seeing me different mm -hmm. in a good way and a bad way. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Some people, uh, some of my old friends are like, "Oh, look at this guy. He's changed." Have you know? Have not yeah. changed at all. You know. If you've changed, it's for the better. If, you know, if I've changed, you know. Those close around me will tell you, like, no, he changed for it the was, better. It was, but yeah. at the beginning, it doesn't seem like it to them because you're like, it's almost like because they know the old you. Yeah. Well, remember, let's go back to when I when I started uh, when I started Instagram marketing. Remember that, right? How much like, oh my god, how much backlash <laughs> did I get from my own friends? A lot. Remember, yeah. I, I, I remember that very like, very well. I was posting, <laughs> I was posting wires, checks. This was like what 2016. That was a thing ago. to do. Yeah. 2016. When did you take your trip to to? Remember when you took your trip um, to Sweden? Yes, I was at uh, 2016. I don't remember. Late 2016. Yeah, yeah, I was a while back. I've been I've been marketing, and, and, and remember I told you I said no, I have a I have a plan for this. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I'm like no, bro, I have a plan for this. This is gonna work, right? Yeah. And oh, but my some of my close friends were, um, you know, they were they were pretty much you know uh, persecuting me for it. You know, they're like, why are you showing off these checks and money and and these houses and why you know what what are you doing? I said, hey man, look. I have a plan. I have a vision for this. It's just marketing. I'm just trying to attract some people, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, some people just didn't understand that. So yeah. regardless, people uh, around me started seeing me with more respect, mm -hmm. especially Absolutely. my family, which means the most to me. How did it turn out for you? What did real estate do for you Absolutely. Uh, in that aspect? So a lot of friends and family actually were laughing at me when I said I'm going to be a real estate investor. Some of them even mocked me. Oh, you're going to be a, with a funny voice. Oh, you're going to be a real estate Wait, investor. Wait, what? So, I never, oh I never even knew this. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not not to mention names or anyone, but like, you know, it's 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 okay. And I well, was okay. Tell them to tune into the podcast. Uh, no, so you should send them a link. So, you know, <laughs> send them a so, link. you know, <laughs> it's not like a revenge moment or anything, that feeling. Yeah. I feel of achievement because I was I was able to purchase my dream car. Actually, we talked about it for a few minutes and let alone like three days after I bought it, right? Or something like that. Yeah. And that's... The Aventador? That, yeah, that's part of, you know, that and the other cars. And, and that's like... That's financial freedom to me. That's the achievement. That's what I was able to do. Um, but the impact, at, like when you get these things and people see that actually work and what you set your mind to, even though like someone, you're, you're an immigrant from Iraq that doesn't speak English, that, that there's so many limitations that you put within yourself and maybe others put on you. And you said you can do something, you can do it. 
then this is it. This is it. This is a motivation right here. This is all motivation for someone else. And I think this right here, this is the living example now that this movement that became, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that this is the, the the movement that it became life. I think this collectively from us and everybody that came to to our events or we connected with, it became this movement. And I think this is like my proudest moments. Yeah. That when it's bigger than just you. It's bigger exactly. And I think that's that would be the biggest achievement for me, even though helping out my parents was amazing and it still is. Um, but this this is like, I think this hits home. Yeah. That's awesome. What I love about, uh, I've always told you, um, for some reason, this, this movement attracts people that um, either have are in the shoes that we were in or have or have you know have been in the shoes pretty much adversity remember mm-hmm. the a right it's like yeah, an absolutely. a it's like adversity like mm-hmm. overcoming so much adversity absolutely. and that's what i absolutely love about this movement you know so uh um, the community the excuse me the all in community i mean it's been amazing you absolutely. know the all in community we've been able to um to being in in in, in, in a community with people all across the country, you know, from Florida to New York to Seattle to mm-hmm. L.A., to right? To London. Every single co- – to London, <laughs> Yeah, it's actually right? not just the United States. It's Every single corner of the United States uh, and, and in between, thank God, you know, and yeah. I'm very, very grateful for that. How has real estate changed your life well, as a 22-year-old? <laughs> what hasn't it done? Um, besides living in a penthouse, <laughs> besides buying two uh, beautiful, amazing cars – Besides being able to help your, you know, providing and, 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 and helping your family, because uh, I've seen it myself, you know, your dad's your contractor, your brother works with you, your best friend works with you, other family works with you. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Taking taking your family on vacations, private vacations to Hawaii, renting. Life trips. Front, yeah, life trips, taking your team on vacations. I mean, I've seen all this with my two eyes, so I, I don't know, you know, how has it changed your life? <laughs> Am well, I missing anything? So I've always, I've always been giving, right? Even like when I worked at Sprouts, my first job. Um, Were you giving away like lettuces? <laughs> no, I was. <laughs> no, I was actually. I mean, I was a card boy, but oh, I, okay. I didn't have that job. I wish I did. Yeah. I would have been inside. Produce, push, yeah, produce, produce, right? Yeah, yeah, they paid a little more too, for sure. Uh, but no, I've always been giving. Even you know, I remember I used to you know get like hundred and twenty dollar checks every two weeks. I worked weekends. Jeez. Every two weeks, hundred twenty dollars, wow. and the first thing I would do is I would go to I would invite like my my dad, whether it was my because my parents were divorced when I would work there, so it was either my dad or my mom and then my siblings, and I would always like just take them to eat, and it was multiple times, not every check, but multiple times I would just take them to eat Buffalo Wild Wings. That was the spot. B dubs, B dubs. Still, man, you always want to go to B dubs. <laughs> it's crazy, but but I can't do it. Even like <laughs> even when I didn't have much, I still had that. You know, I love just because it's one thing to like do something yourself and enjoy it and there's, it's another completely different thing to do it with others so like as like i i would credit like like those moments with like b-dubs even though like it might it may seem like a small thing to me it was a big thing because it was finally like when i started working like it felt good to have everyone to around be able you to provide. and be able to provide yeah. and well you gave it all pretty much when you had that check yeah i mean the bill it was like 60 to like 90 dollars you know so that was a, <laughs> there goes the whole that was there. and then the rest was just gas for high school but you know real estate just allowed me to be able to provide more and yeah. obviously it, it changed where i live it you know it changed uh, my surroundings my environment um 
but more importantly, it allowed me to be, you know, at a platform where instead of, you know, because back then I felt like I was, you know, when I was trying to achieve success, and the journey's not done for all of us, of course, for any of us. Well, we've only been doing this for four years. Yeah, four years. Yeah. So seems like so fourteen. I, I feel it? like when I was trying to achieve success in real estate, it was like I was trying to push everybody up, and that was really hard. Yeah. Because it, it's you know it's much easier to pull someone up than push someone up. For sure. Mm-hmm. So like what real estate just allowed me to do, it leveled me up, and then I can be able to you know pull them up and and get them to a better place, not just. Uh, taking them on vacations, but actually providing for them, um, you know, with with substance, not just money. It, it's more of, of wisdom and, and leading my siblings in the right direction and um, providing for my mom and, and not just financially, but in other ways. Yeah. So now it's like real estate just gave me the platform to be able to do that. And as like as a as a as a kid, like and it was it wasn't me, like my family, but like I had friends where like they always had like a rich uncle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they always had a rich uncle. <laughs> that uncle that you can go to, and that he would always provide. So you're for the you. rich uncle now. So I mean, I'm not. I don't have any nieces or nephews, but I've always pictured myself like almost like the fountain of youth. Like any, like not just money wise. Like, like I want to be like the resource for like my entire family to be able to come to me and to be able to ask me anything, yeah. whether it's money. Like I've had, um, you know, I mean, I've bailed out family members from like you know, situations. Sure. I, I've, um, like, I remember, uh, maybe like two years ago, my, my grandpa, um, he needed a uh, surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he's in Mexico. So he has, he asked the entire family. So, so here's one thing, like most of my family, don't, they don't know where I am financially. And that's just cause I have like no immediate family. So everything's mm-hmm. just distant. So mm-hmm. there's like, unless they watch this podcast, they're going to find out. But Sometimes it's better when your family doesn't know where you are financially. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at least speaking for me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I actually block majority of my family on Facebook. Like they don't know like where I am and I have a reason for it. They're in okay. Mexico. It gets very dangerous. So, oh. yeah. So now, you know, my grandpa, he had, he had to get surgery and he asked my entire family. He didn't, I, I found this out through my mom, but he asked, he asked my entire family if they can pitch in for a surgery. And nobody could provide. That's crazy. Nobody. And uh, he, he called me, and I didn't hesitate. Like, I I just want, like, I didn't hesitate to wire the money because for me it was, it was, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't did second he, guess it. Did he, did he catch drift that you uh, had the means to be able to help? No, no. Uh, he, he asked my mom, and and my mom asked, asked me. Asked you, okay. Yeah. So it was just. And like, it was it your mom's mom. dad? It was my mom's dad, yeah. What a blessing. So like, so, like, to be able to do that, so, like, the question, like, I asked myself years ago is, what if I wasn't in that platform? What if, what, <laughs> what if, what if I didn't pursue real estate to be able to be in those situations? Like, what would have happened? If you know, no one was able to help no on you. Was, because whether we want to admit it or not, tragedy will happen within our families, within close ones. So, like, why not put yourself... You got to be ready. Yeah, why not be ready for those situations? And for me, yeah. it was like, I, I always have to be ready. I always have to be ready... Um, and that's like, I just want to be like that fountain, that rich uncle, not just monetarily, but wisdom wise yeah. and guidance. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, aside from that, um, that's why I wanted to achieve, um, certain level of success, but yeah, I've been, I've been blessed enough to take my family on, you know, two week Hawaii trips that, you know, actually thanks to you that I went with you the first time and I saw what was possible. So then I did it the next year and. Uh, to be, able, I'm starting a construction company with my dad uh, to build that up, and he's handling right now four or five rehabs that I have, 
and um, buying a work truck for him. Yeah. Um, so like just to be able to do that and just uh, like it's me, beautiful. Like yeah, I'm I'm starting a business. Uh, I haven't even told you guys. I'm start, I want to start a business with my mom. Um, kind of like um, um, I don't know, actually I don't want to say it until I do it. But <laughs> yeah, but just just trying to put everybody in positions to be able to fish for themselves too, not just yeah. not just give. So that's amazing. Um, real estate just cha- has changed my life, and what gets me excited is like I'm I'm only 22, and it's just like okay, in three years where is this gonna go? In five years. Where's this gonna go, and then so, so on and so on. So, I'm just glad that uh, you're gonna continue. To grow. Yeah, I'm just glad to continue to grow. But I think it, like and you've it, been it pushing, came down. You've been pushing hard lately. I've seen you push. Pretty yeah, hard. yeah. So, yeah, I had a, a thing where I would go really hard, and then and now I know because of Dr. Pratt. Like it was like feeling like unworthy because I didn't have like I guess four years to me. Actually, it doesn't even feel long. It's gone so quick. And I was looking at some old pictures, and I'll tell you about it right now. Between you and me, uh, from like 2016, 2015, <laughs> we look like. And I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, you know. And 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 that's that's another thing that I, I really because we we probably got about five more minutes. Well, we're supposed we're to not be talking about. We're, that's going to be the next subject. Yeah. So this okay, is this yeah. episode will be what is financial done, freedom. What is yeah. done yeah. for us. Yeah. This so is financial next episode we're going to be talking about what is so, real estate wholesaling is. Yeah. So next episode, guys, we're talking about it's be all real estate. All right? real estate. Techniques yeah. and strategies. It's going to be live, so deal. have questions for that. Yeah, but I'm, so, I'm, I'm actually glad to, I'm glad it went this way because people need to realize like it's what, important. It, what I, it can do. Yes, and and not just for you, but those around you. Like you know, I I don't want to be in a situation where something's needed on a health family emergency, and and I can't be to provide. What I wanted to say too, I was looking at some old pictures for from for for us, right? They're not that long ago, but yes. Old pictures. We're talking three three years ago, right? Yeah. And it, it seems like it's been a lifetime. You know, if you look at like if I send you some 2016, 20, you know, twenty sixteen pictures, we look way different too. It's not even the, the how different we look. It's just like how young and energetic we we were, yeah. how hungry we were. Not that we're not hungry. It's just it's different now, right? It's a different type of grind. It's, now. it's a different right. Yeah, it's a different type of grind. But my message to folks out there, you know, I was looking at these pictures and I go, I go, wow, you know, um, we really embraced that struggle at the time, right? We never. So this is what folks need to know. Most of most of the most of our audience, you know, they're uh, either trying to get going in the real estate game or in other entrepreneur ventures, or you know, they just started. You know, they just started and and, and they're they're coming across, you know, a lot of you know tribulation that's right and what i want to tell them is you know if you don't give up because we didn't give up and you didn't give up you're going to eventually get through whatever it is you know that is that is a barrier or a speed bump for you Mm -hmm. most importantly you have to mentally mentally embrace the struggle because let's be honest you miss those days where it was just me and you and, and we were in a boiler room or just, right? Just like there's those really early yeah, days, right? You miss those days. Yeah, and and for those like starting in the journey, like they might hate those days right now, but you do develop a love for those moments for that for that time. There's there's a weird love that you develop just more of just appreciating that moment. Yes. It's uh, almost like what, that first dollar that you hang on the wall. Like that's like that's the first hard earned money, and it, it could take six months well, or for us, or how long so it took you for, it for nine months. Way, yeah. right? This is like generally speaking, 
if you don't, if there's no struggle, how are you going to appreciate uh, triumph? How are you going to have, you know, what kind of feeling or how, what kind of fulfillment are you going to get if you didn't go through a struggle? Mm-hmm. How are you going to appreciate or get a fulfillment feeling of victory if you didn't struggle? Absolutely, that's right. And people, and I know for me, like I'll speak of myself, like I, I appreciated that struggle because now everything that I that I achieve or everything that I move towards, like it's just it, there is fulfillment. There's the true f- fulfillment. It has so much flavor. It has it has more flavor than to be given it. Yeah. And, and that struggle, like those moments, do they do make you know they make the steak taste better? It does. <laughs> so do. you guys know what this is, by the way? Uh, gratitude rock. This is. This is a gratitude rock that was given to me by one of my team members in our company, uh, Mr. Randy. And, you know, I, I've been using it. Every time that I, I hang I say, oh, you know, I'm thankful for my family. You know, like right now when I grab it from my podcast, I'm thankful for this podcast. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I'm trying, me personally, like I'm trying to operate from a from a perception or perspective of gratitude. gratitude. You know, the Abundance. first thing I do when I wake up Thank you so much, Lord, for allowing me to wake up. Thank you for a, a good night of rest. You know, whatever, right? Um, it's it, and that's what, the way that I'm trying to operate now. That is beautiful. Yeah, and how can you have gratitude if you never had struggle? So, um, actually, go, along with that, so it's abundance and gratitude at the same time, right? You have the abundance mentality, and then now you're gra- you're, you're you're giving gratitude to that. Yeah. So once you achieve a certain level, like before, like four or five years ago, would that even be a thought? I would not have some crazy rock in my pocket. No. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let me ask you this: for somebody who is going through struggles, and you know they're you know they feel like everything that they do is going against them. We've you been know, there. You know what? What would and I've been there too. So, but what do we have to say? Like, what would you say, Carlos, on what they? should do or how they should try to feel how do they try to feel gratitude when everything's against them it's it goes back to what we talked about in episode number two was that episode number two a mindset yeah right it goes back to mindset i'll be honest with you right even let's go way back when i was you know when we're putting out bandit signs corner you know how hard it is to put you know how hard the ground is there. in Arizona? I've been there. Yeah. Right? And I was trying to put them on wooden stakes first. The raw. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I had freaking splinters, right? And I'm like, then I got smarter, right? You got the H stakes. I got the little H, you know, uh, <laughs> rods, right? Um, you know what's crazy is every single sign that I put out, I expected, I was hopeful. Hopeful. I was hopeful. I was like, I was like, I got to make this right because this could be the one. Right? Boom. Ran across the street. You know, that's why you go from like 11 p.m. when the traffic isn't as crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially on a Friday. So, boom. Run across the street. In, in the road. You know, I'm trying to angle. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to angle this right. <laughs> Can they see it? Can they see it from there? Yeah, they, if they put their lights on, they're going to see it, right? <laughs> I got to make this right because this could be the one. You see that? This what is could that? be the one. You're what hopeful. I, I, it's programming. Yeah. Right? I was pro- I just like, I was, I was operating from hope. From it's not faith. like you just put it From out faith. there and like, oh, yeah, it's going to work. No, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I hate I think, doing this. I hope yeah. this works. I'm tr- I hope I make a lot of money. It's, it's, I, it's, it was faith. It, yeah, different. I so, was operating with faith. So law with of attraction that, as well works so with, with that. So with that said, you have to, every call that you make, every lead you talk to, every sign you, you, and you're, you you're, put. And you're, you're that energy, right? You have to. You're, attract, you're attracting that, that next, that deal, that first. 
the first deal we all say is the hardest. I the heard, first deal is the hardest. <laughs> it I is. Heard, yeah, I heard uh, actually years ago, I heard Sean Terry. He said, you know, there's two investors. They're, and they both have a 1,000 postcards. And one investor, when he sends a postcard, he's like, oh, I'm never going to get a deal. This isn't going to work for me. This is, this is BS. And the other investor says, this is for me. I'm worthy enough. I'm going to get a deal out of this. It, it will happen. Who do you think is going to get that first deal? Well, the one that the has faith. So we, but we all feel that way, right? The guy that has faith. But, but when we're starting, why don't we actually think that way? If well, we know for a fact that the positive is going to attract a deal, and I'm not saying the negative won't. I mean, I've seen it happen, but like, who's going to... Fear. Yeah, who's, who's fear. actually going to And you know it. what? It's I'm going to put this in, in a very close perspective or like simple perspective. Have you guys seen a car before? And you're, you're like, oh, this is a nice car. And then you, it's not like you've haven't you've never seen it before, yeah. but then you drive. Now you're seeing that car everywhere. 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 Yeah. But that car is not like all of a sudden start appearing. It's kind of like the law it's of been there. it's it's almost like the law of attraction. And then now you're like you're recognizing it. So if you recognize that you're gonna be succeeding at something, you're subconsciously gonna like you're, you're subconsciously gonna succeed. Now you're you're gonna put that into the world right now, and now you are gonna succeed because that just like that investor. That's in, both of them said a thousand intentions. Yeah. yeah. If I intentions. was that investor that's saying, I'm not going to get a deal out of these postcards. You wouldn't I just be here. Want, I, no, I just would not send the postcards you know, <laughs> and, I, and I wouldn't be here. You know, Yeah. you, you just can't. You got to have faith. You got to have faith in yourself and you got to have faith on in your journey. You know, you yeah. got to have faith in yourself and your journey. And most importantly, you got to have faith on what God's path for you is. Yeah, you know? absolutely. If, if, if it, it's simple, if God didn't have this path for us, we would not be here. Mm -hmm. It's it's as simple as that, right? Absolutely. And there's so I many. I would have been in the navy. Pick. I would have been. I I went to I went to South Mountain uh, Police Academy, passed the physical test. You know, I was I was ready to. You know what I mean? Ran the mile, did the pushups, blah blah blah. Yeah. I was ready to make my little you know sixty seventy thousand dollars a year, eighty thousand if you work crazy overtime as a cop. You know, shout and, out and to pull. all the police enforcement out there. By the way, we service, love you man. and thank you for the service. But that's where I would be if God didn't choose this. But you know what? I feel like God said, you know what? This is where you're going to be because this is where you can reach more people for me. That's right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Amazing. People, people need more people that will push message and give hope. And I feel like even at the lowest moments, like if you think about your journey, just the lowest moments that you've had, there was still always hope. There was oh, yeah. still hope. Even if it was this much... And for me, it was just like become familiar with that with that feeling, become familiar with gratitude, become familiar with wholeness. Because once you start feeling even the slightest amount of, of gratitude, your body yeah. starts chemically, it starts becoming familiar with. Now you can operate from that consistently and I, I always, anything is easy. I always tell people this, especially new folks that are you know up and coming in real estate. I say, hey, look, man, just like kind of what Sean Terry said, right? You have two real estate entrepreneurs one guy wakes up every single day, goes to his nine to five. He works there from like six to two. And then from like three to three to 10, three to 11, he's out networking. He's out, you know, putting out signs. He's out putting out flyers. He's sending, you know, postcards. He's, he's doing something. He's, he's, he's marketing on Facebook. He's telling all his friends and families, handing out business cards everywhere, left and right. Then you got the other guy, right? That... Yeah goes to his nine to five and he's like you know what 
I'm not going to work from six to two today. I'm going to, you know what? I, I this is this is secured. I'm just going to work an extra two to three hours here in overtime, and make a little, you know, make make time and a half, right? And then you know what? I'll probably dedicate an hour or two today to to the business, right? To 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 my business, right? I'm going to go and work 10, 12 hours for somebody else's business, but I'm going to work one or two hours for my business that's going to feed my family, yeah. right? For my legacy, for their future. Well, who do you think is going to land the deal first? Well, obviously the first the guy. first one, first right? committed. Part-time efforts gives you part-time results. And then folks want to complain. Oh, I haven't got my first deal. How many hours did you dedicate to your craft this well, week? Well, and that goes deeper than that. I mean, obviously, if that first person that does that, because he has faith or she has faith. You like, mean, yeah, the, the first the, one that's... The first one, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make it happen no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second one, probably, they don't have as much... Like, they have just enough faith to do they're it. They're dabbling. Yeah, but they they're don't have enough faith like it's going to work. Like, they're, they're within doubt. Like, if you really, really think about it, they're within doubt within themselves. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to do it just to say but I did it. But not dedicate too much time because yeah. it's really not going to, it might not pan out. Exactly. It's just yeah. like changing a light bulb. Like, oh, I tried to do it, but no, nah, it's too high. And the, es yeah. and the escalator or the is right behind you. The, you know, the stairs. Yeah. I, uh, the ladder. The ladder. Yes. Yeah. There you we would go. be very <laughs> proud of me this weekend on Sunday. Uh -huh. I went and bought a ladder and changed three air filters in my own home. You didn't hire somebody? I didn't hire somebody. <laughs> That's amazing. I changed three air filters in my own house. Well, him, that's him. a start. I was walking around <laughs> like macho man. Oh, I was, yeah. I'll say this before we like <laughs> king, king of this thing. Yeah. I'll say this before because I know we have to end it. Yeah, here, we so. gotta end it. We're Guys, really I just time. I just feel this in my heart, so I have to say it. Like every day that you wait, every every hour that you waste is another hour that you know you that somebody else depends on you. Like every day that you wait, someone's gonna suffer. Someone's gonna suffer, and you don't want to. You want to put yourself in a situation where you can't help. And every day that you give yourself an excuse is every day that somebody's suffering, right? Like the world needs you to be successful. The world needs you to elevate, and your family needs you. Your community needs you, and I, it, it's all gonna start with you. And and like for me, it was just getting that first win, and then continuing to accumulate those wins, and then. Then you're in a position to help. Well, let, let's up. let's be honest, uh, real quick before we close this out, because I feel like this is something that I I also have to talk about, which is which is time, right? Time. Okay. So uh, I remember the, the 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 group chat that I sent to our team members this morning. Yeah. Did you see it about mm -hmm. time? Right. I did. People don't understand now. Like now that we all make you know a significant amount of income, you know what became the most just irreplaceable valuable priceless thing to all of us time 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 right so uh time i pay somebody four hundred dollars a month to feed my dogs every day and to you know to to let them out and let, let them get exercise you know yeah. i absolutely love my dogs but you know what uh i i get to them when i get to them i know i love them and i see them every day you know i, I love my dogs right um i we pay a cleaning lady we pay a pool guy we pay a landscaper right we pay, I mean, I pay, and what, and what oh, I pay somebody to come to my home and wash my cars. Why am I paying for all these things? So you can use your time more wisely. I pay for my haircuts at home, massage at home, right? Because the, the time, the little time that I have outside of, you know, building what we're, what we're building, I want to be able to use that time freely. I, you know, I don't want to have to go and, you know, freaking take care of the lawn and, and clean the pool. Like, come on, man, you know? That's why... 
I started I started seeing time here and money down here, yeah. you know. And I've said this before in, in, in an old video. I said, normally, people that have this much time have this much money because I've been there. And then folks that have this much money have this much time, right? And you want to try to do your best when you start leveraging that money to do what with your time? Balance them out, yeah. See? Yeah. So that's what I just that's wanted powerful. to say to all the folks out Absolutely. there as far as time sure. goes. Well, uh, <laughs> there was a lot. There was a one. lot. I, I, I like where this went to, but uh, uh, I think um, this is not it for us. I mean, obviously, there's m many years to go for us, and I, I feel like uh, God, we willing. Should, God willing, we would help uh, more people. Yeah, that, in that no way, shape, or form do I feel, and I know you guys don't feel like we've made it, or we've no, almost absolutely. Oh, my God. And, and you know, I love if that. If we made it, I wouldn't show up to work every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would be in the Bahamas on a, on a yacht somewhere. We have well, not made it. No. <laughs> you guys, just to close this out. My, but, uh, but my mama thinks I made it. <laughs> <laughs> to close this out, uh, we have this uh, event coming up. Uh, what, All in Freedom. All Speaking in freedom. of financial freedom, freedom through yeah. real estate, yeah. Yeah. not to sound uh, salesy, uh, salesy <laughs> or, or spammy here, but um, we have, guys, you know, we all attended. If you're wondering how we all got started, we all attended a similar event like the event that is going down here in Phoenix, Arizona, June 7th, June 8th. It's called All in Freedom, and it's pretty much catapulting you into your journey of achieving financial freedom through real estate. And we really hope to see you there. We want to change as many lives as we can. I know that you will not regret going there. You need to be there for sure. For sure. And uh, yeah, to do to get your ticket, uh, make sure you go to allinfreedom.com. Allinfreedom.com. And, and reserve your seat. There's a coupon code too. Yeah. Uh, uh, all in. All, yeah, there's a coupon in? code all in. I don't know. See, they'll put it. So this is somewhere. the thing, right? And before we end this, the early bird special, right? We're still, it's April. It's not till June. People take advantage of the early bird special. You're getting a discount. You don't want to have, I mean, what's worth more to you, right? Knowledge or a few hundred bucks that you're going to be able to make over and over and over again at, you know, working at the job that you have now, you know, yeah. like do not put a price on your financial freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that said, guys, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, thank you make for sure. tuning in, by the way. Yeah, share it. more things. Truly appreciate Let it. The next one is going to be live. So um, we'll take live questions. So we're going to be taking be, live yeah, questions. Yeah, we're gonna, and it's going to be about real estate wholesaling. So yeah, we'll transition uh, into live podcast. So you, you guys will see this. We obviously we record this and then the next day we upload. So uh, guys, with that said, make sure you like. We, again, we do this for free. This is just to pour back into you guys. So. We would appreciate it if you like, share, and subscribe to this channel. And we'll see you at the next one. All right. Thank All you right. guys for Thank tuning you. in. Thank you. Thank you.